Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 6. This is Lesson 15. And uh, this is the last um, lesson for this term. We're going to continue where we left off on page 48. We, remember we talked about Jonah, <laughs> okay, and how we tried to run away from the presence of the Lord. And again, God was showing himself, wanted to show himself merciful, uh, even though he had judgment, um, uh, you know, towards the, the island that he was sending uh, Jonah to. Uh, the thing was that, you know, as soon as they repented, he immediately changed. And, and that's the thing that we need to remember <clears throat> as, we, as we go into this, is just as much as God asks us to forgive, he does it himself. You know, he doesn't ask us to do anything different to what he does toward us. Amen? And that's one of the things that he gets upset with us when we don't do what he does toward us, toward other people. Yeah. That was a very complicated sentence. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> so, in other words, he says, you know, if I'm willing to forgive you, then you need to be willing to forgive others as well. And remember again, this isn't just about... Um, I, one of the things that really struck me when I was going through this, because I'm, I, you know, I just want to rush through this and get to some, you know, to the other the other side of the Sermon on the Mount. I've got so much to teach you guys still, but you know, one of the things that I, I realized was this was a different way of thinking. It literally was foreign to their thinking, and I think it's kind of foreign to us even today, to tell you the truth. You know, some of the things that we're talking about, uh, because it's just so uh, different, um, and it is not sort of the way culture approaches things. You know, our culture is all about kind of you do something bad to me, and I do something worse to you. And, you know, especially if you're a quote unquote bad guy, then, the, you know, everybody wants you to, to just whack them down and put them in their place. Place and you know, and then that makes you something special, and and it's it's very sad that you know when we bow to that, that what we're actually doing is we're bowing out of God's kingdom, bowing out of being God's child, bowing out of God's blessings, and you know we we become something else, and we might be admi- admired by people, but we're no longer admired by God. Now, having said that, let me also say this: you know, Jesus did say, "Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves," which means there are people out there that are not good. <laughs> Okay? They're bad people. They want to do bad things to you. And he doesn't want you to be a rug for everybody to walk on. That's why you have the, the manifestations, the gifts of the Spirit, they call it. But I like to call it the manifestations of the Spirit working for you. Because it will warn you. It will let you know this isn't, this, what's coming at you right now is not good. Amen? So you know, I want to say all of that as we move on. Because <laughs> Jesus is going to... We're going to continue in Luke chapter 6 verse 35. And I'll begin with this statement. God wants us to show the same mercy towards those around us um, like he did Nineveh. Okay, I've said that as well, but you want to know where it is. And why Jesus said in, again in Luke chapter 6 verse 35, and that's what we're going to pick up today. Uh, continuing on to verse 36, in fact, uh, he says, and, and into verse 36, he says, first verse 35, But love your enemies, do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return. That is a real key thing. You know, I think it's really interesting. This, we're on page 48. He, it, I think it's really interesting that he says, lend, hoping for nothing in return. You know, when you lend somebody something, you know, you're not giving it to them. Can, can, <laughs> can I just draw your attention to something there? Okay. If you lend, it means that you're saying, I want it back. Okay. But I want you to notice how Jesus says to lend. He says to lend... Without anything, hoping for anything to come back. I, I think it's really interesting that you know, when we lend, we keep track of where things go. 
And fair enough, you know, if you're lending something to someone, it's usually because, you know, you want it back, okay? It's something that you still need. And out of the goodness of your heart, you know, you sort of let people know you've got it in case they want it, like Jamie, okay, helps me out so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we, 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 the thing, and, and, you know, on my part, you know, it's also important for me, if I, let me just deal with this as well while we're on the lending and the borrowing side. You know, it's also important that we understand that, you know, if you lend, some, if, if somebody lends you something, can you do the right thing and look after it? <laughs> Hello. Sometimes people lend stuff and they really regret lending it to someone because it comes back in such a bad condition. It's almost, like, you know, because people don't, if it's not theirs, they seem to not care so much, some people. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. If, you know, if, I, if it's mine, I don't care if it breaks. If it's somebody else, dear God, if it breaks, I want to go buy a new one, you know, that sort of a thing. But not everybody thinks that way. Um, and so anyway... It says again, but love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. Now I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't say, and tough, that you, you, know, you have to just do without. I want you to notice this. I really want you to take this on board. I would love to race through this. I honestly want, because I'm in a place where I'm dealing with, you know, I'm studying on stuff to do with kingdoms divided and all kinds of amazing things. Okay? And I want to preach that, but we're here. Okay? But we need to get all of this as well. And uh, remember again, he's training his ministry team with this. And I want you to notice something. He says, if you lend... Can I, can I rephrase it a little bit? If you lend hoping for nothing in return, I'm just going to rephrase it, okay? Then your reward will be great. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with this, please allow me. If you lend and get upset and you, you, you are, you know, you are uh, demanding a return, then can I say your reward, there won't be any reward. Do you understand that if you lend it hoping for nothing in return and they give it back to you, listen to me, you get your thing back plus a reward. Do you all get that? Okay. I'm trying to draw an equation here for you, okay, so you can see it really clearly. Because we read this and we miss it, you know, uh, and one of the things that we must not miss is what Jesus is saying. Because there is something that lending means that you're giving, Okay, remember Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you? Okay. It was at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're, we're going to get to the giving part soon, by the way. That's the next chapter, next thing that we're going to look at. But the thing is, and, and, and we need to carry this across, by the way. Okay, because you, we need to remember that he already said this. We need to remember that before he goes and, you know, given it shall be given unto you and so on and so forth. That's the thing, Luke 638, we're going to get to. All right? Before all that happens, he's already said all of this. That's why, you know, uh, when Andrew gets on, Pastor Andrew gets on, he says, you know, you have to read all the other stuff before I get to this. Because all of this stuff then follows after all of that stuff. So, you know, in Bible college, you're getting the that stuff. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, so let's move on. So he said, I mean, the, let me put it this way. Let me just say this. I, I, there's something stuck in here, and I'm just trying to get it across to you guys. I'm sorry. God obviously wants something across to you. This is a different way of thinking and a different way of living. And what he wants us to do is change over to this way of thinking and living. Do you understand? I know it's really easy to slide back to the way things were because the whole world is going in that direction. 
And it's almost like you're swimming upstream to do this. And it seems illogical to do this. It seems like it's detrimental for you to do this. We are here. But what Jesus is saying is, if you believe me, if you trust in what I say, then if you do this, then there is a reward, and it's not a small one. Did you get that? There is a reward, and it is not a small one. It's going to be something huge. Do you know, if you do this, and you don't keep track of things, and you get blessed, people look at you and say, you're lucky. (laughs) Okay? I'm giving you something here. Because they say, everything seems to just work out for you. How do you do it? What's your secret? You'd, I don't know. You know. A lot of people say they don't know. Do you know why they don't know? Because they are not keeping track of the good that they're doing. They just do it, and it's from their heart, and they're not looking for anything in return, and the blessings come. And people want to get the blessings without the lifestyle. Amen. And I'll move on. <laughs> okay? That got it out. Alright, so. <laughs> and he says, And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High and daughters too. Okay? Now remember again that this is really interesting. He says, this is what marks you as the sons. Or I, I like the words he used, of the Most High. You know, back then, you know, there were people that were known as the sons of Rome, for example. And because, you know, using that terminology, it was who they were associated with. And so if you mess with the sons of Rome, you are messing with Rome. So you better not mess with us because the whole army will come down your throat and will kill you and your cat and your dog and everything. And then they'll salt your land so nobody can use it. I mean, they will do a number on you, baby. Better not touch me. I'm a son of Rome. Hello. I want to give you an example here. Do you understand what Jesus is saying? Okay, let me tell who you are. You are sons of the most high. You know, as high as he is the things he is, (laughs) he don't know nothing. Compared to God, he's just done nothing. And you are sons and you are daughters of the most high. They might be high, but this is the most high. You getting this? Amen. And so he lets you know that since you're that, see that's where the reward is coming from. That's where the supply is coming from. Amen. And he's saying this is the lifestyle that opens the door to that supply. Okay. He says, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. You know, I really have trouble with that. (laughs) Okay? Can I just be honest with you? I know you're all saints. I'm not. All right? So, (laughs) I'm just letting you know. One of the, the, the problems I have is with people that are unthankful. It annoys me. It annoys me when people don't appreciate something. You know, and, and again, doesn't mean that I don't do it. It's just I get a little, you know, well, they could have appreciated that. You know, especially when you do something good and it's almost expected. It's, it's almost like they, they look at it like, oh yeah, you should have done that. Of course, I wasn't going to do it, but you should have done it. Okay, so (laughs) this is the reason, I I, am spending some time on this for a reason. You know, again, please be careful who you associate with, because Proverbs, I'm going to cross boundaries a little bit now, alright, because Proverbs tells us that the people that you associate with will determine your character. 
will determine you know, your, the life that you're going to live. You need to decide who you want to hang with. Because you know, it's not about the smarts. It's not about anything. It's about character. It's about how, how you know, where are those people? How do they think? You know, I, you have to forgive me. My idea of smart isn't the world's idea of smart. Let me just say that very quickly. Okay, there are some people that may not be intellectually smart, but they are streetwise smart. The, you know, in, God, in God's word. They kind of know, you do this and bad things are going to happen. We're not doing that. Oh yeah, but nobody will. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. We're not doing that. There are some lines we won't cross. You know what I'm trying to say? That's the smart people I'm talking about. You hang around those kind of smart people, you will be smart too. Because there will be people that will come and say, well, nobody will find out. You know, about five years later, they're in jail. Somebody found out. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You know, the thing is that there is a smart that is godly. And and the Bible talks about there is a wisdom that is demonic as well. Okay, so having clarified that, because otherwise I'm going to get in trouble, you know, okay. But, (laughs) so that's what I mean by smart people. You hang around smart people, you will become smart. You will know what to stay away from. And again, you know, people on different levels have different things to teach you. I think it's extraordinary where some people intellectually smart will teach me things, and some people who are emotionally smart will teach me things. And some people have both. <laughs> you know, whatever. So, and, and the thing is, you're, you're always there to learn. And always there to grow. But let's get back to this, and I've digressed. I'm so sorry. But getting back to this. I want you to notice, it says that in all of this, he says, you will, be, you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. And he says, that's the way that you need to become. You need to become a person that is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And like I said to you before, it doesn't mean that you help evil with evil. Okay, to help them accomplish their evil. You, you need to be careful about how... Remember the whole Word of God, you need to read all of it. All right. You need to understand that if they're doing anything evil, they're heading for destruction. So you need to be kind to them. Sometimes kindness means you need to tell them, even at the expense of them not liking you, listen, this is kindness, that what you're doing is wrong, it will get you in trouble, and you are going to have a problem down the end somewhere. I will be with you all the way, but can we not go down that road? For both our sakes. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Kindness is that you stick with them even when they do a dumb thing and they end up in trouble. Kindness is you still stick with them. And you're still kind to them. And you don't do the I told you so because it's past that now. It's like what can we do next? Alright? How, how can we negotiate? How can we navigate through this now? Do you all you understand know what I'm trying to say? I, I'm sorry, I'm taking a long time on something, but there's something in here that I think if, if we get a hold of, we are living in a time right now that it, it was interesting, I was just, I was having one of those conversations with God, you know? <laughs> okay? uh, and, you know, I was thinking, we're, we're living in a time right now where we're in a battle zone, if I can use those words. You know, and it's a funny battle zone because it's a battle that you can't see. It's a battle that is taking place on a whole other realm. It is a battle that if you are doing the wrong thing, if you are doing the things that Jesus said not to do, and not doing the things that Jesus said to do, then you are going to become a casualty in this. You are going to, as a child of God, you are going to do without. 
Are you all with me? And see, while the world is looking for some kind of formula and some kind of kind of way of easing in here and doing this and doing that, God has said, listen, I will supply all of your need according to my riches in glory, not according to coronavirus, what country you're living in, and what situation that they're in. He doesn't care about all of that. You know, to me, this is one of those separating times. This is really one of those times where you really need to get to the place where you're saying, God, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Are you all with me? And because I'm not of this world, then as an individual that is not of this world, you need to be otherworldly minded. Do you know how you become that? Jesus is telling you how. You're getting this? Doing this, others may scoff, scorn, and you know, say things about you that are not kind. <laughs> okay? However, you'll be the one with the money. Hello. <laughs> okay? You know, that's you know, at the end of the day. At the end, they can talk, they can laugh, but they're in the unemployment line. Amen. I'm just letting you know something here. This is one of those times where, you know, we play around with some of these things, but there comes a time, like we are right, right now in, where if sin abounds, grace needs to much more abound, and you need to get on that wave. Amen? Okay. And he says in verse 36, Therefore, <laughs> yes, we got to that verse. He says, Therefore, be merciful. Do you understand now why he says this? He says, Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Listen, God isn't without power and without wealth and without substance. When he says, you be like your father, listen to me. It doesn't mean just be, you know, all the niceties without the blessing. Remember, your reward is great. Are you all with me? You step in to that when you do this. So I want you to think about whatever. See, again, this, uh, okay. Two seconds to say this and I'm out. This does not mean that you bake cakes for everybody that you don't like. This means that in your heart, you forgive, you let go. You make an honest um, declaration before God. And like I said, you know, Jesus said, be hot or cold, don't be lukewarm. If you're having an issue, just tell him that, you know, that in itself, God will take as, okay, we're good. You're telling me that you just can't do it? Fine. You're, at least you're opening the door for me to talk to you about it. Rather than saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, and everybody knows you're not. We know you're not. And by saying that you're not allowing us to help you because you're just saying you're fine, so, we, we, you know, what do we do? We just let you be fine and die. <laughs> or whatever, okay? Don't die. Okay, so, let's move on. As for those who refuse to do so, as Jonah did, Jesus goes on to say, let's move a little bit in this page, uh, <laughs> so, that, so that Jamie doesn't move the tab from that part of the page to that part of the page. Not pages, just that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He wants to move his tab. It's a thing. Okay, so <laughs> let's see if we can get to the next page today. All right. So <laughs> I was wanting to get to the next chapter today. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus goes in the second Matthew chapter 5, and the first part of verse 46, he says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Now listen. This is really interesting that he equates love and reward. He didn't say honor. He didn't say character. See, listen, you could put all those in there. 
You know, what sort of a character are you if, if you're going to just love? He didn't say that. Watch what he says because he's, he's continuing a thought. He's saying, this is not without reward. Now, if you love those who love you, what reward have you? In other words, you see, you, if you don't read the thing before, you, you're thinking, what is he on about? He has just told us that there is a great reward there for you if you do this. Now he says, if you just love those who love you, how can you expect to receive a reward? Because you're just doing the stuff that you want to do anyway. There is, no, there is nothing uh, uncomfortable about it. There is nothing sacrificial about it. There is nothing that God looks at you and says, well done. You know, when you're in a party, and you're having a great time, there's no, there's, nobody needs to say, well done. Because you've done nothing. <laughs> okay? you, you get the well done when you do well in a difficult situation. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? And that's when somebody says, well done. And it is deserved well done. And that's where the reward comes in. See, God doesn't just say well done. He actually gives you something. He's, the, he's that boss that goes, oh, you did real good. Well done. And here's a $100,000 check to go with it. Don't show anybody. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> you know? And you go, oh, this is a good company to work for. That's where you are. That's who you belong to. That's what's waiting for you if you don't gripe. See, we sometimes do a really good job. And then when the boss is coming with the $100,000 check in his hand, and he says, well done. You go, yeah, well, you know, nobody else helped me. I did this on my own. You know, a bunch of useless, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what? The boss will hold the check, put it back in his pocket and go, mm-hmm. Okay, hardworking, bad attitude. See you later, bye. Did you all get that too? This <laughs> is the hardest thing to do after you fight through the mud and the dirt and all the stuff that you have to and get out the other side to put a smile on your face. And mean it. Do you know why? Because God, I did it for you. I didn't do it for them. They probably won't even appreciate it, but I did it for you. Because you're my boss. You asked me to do everything as unto you. So here it is, God. I hope you appreciate it. And if I need to do so, go back and do something better, tell me I will go back and do it better. Because I'm working for you first. Y'all, y'all here? And then he will promote you regardless of what they do. Now, if they're great, if, they're, if your bosses are good, awesome. If they're not, don't worry about it. It's harder, but there is a greater reward. Hello. Amen. Okay. God will not be a debtor to any person. All right. So, <clears throat> he expands on this thought. Wow. He, <laughs> in the parallel account in Luke's Gospel, in Luke chapter 6, verses 32 uh, through 34, by saying, But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. He's really drawing some equations here. And we go to the next page. Verse 34. <laughs> Move your tab, okay? <laughs> and he says, If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend, or literally lend on interest to sinners to receive as much back. In, in other words, not only what they lent them, but more than what they lent them. 
All right. I want to read what William Hendrickson says, okay? (laughs) It says, in the present little paragraph, consisting of just three verses, the term sinners is used three times, once in each verse. I think this is really, really significant, okay? What Jesus is saying is that those who merely love those who love them, and who to do good to only oh, excuse me do good only to those who do good to them who make listen only safe loans such as they know will be returned probably with interest are not any better than the very quote unquote sinners they are always looking down upon for even those at the bottom <laughs> okay those that they think the least of all right love their own kind Are you getting this? He says, do good to them and lend to them. So they have no problem doing this. So he's saying, listen, the people that you think the worst of, do the same thing you do. You know, I think it's really interesting. I want to pause there for a second. Sometimes this is what you actually see. And I really want to... How can I do this? I want to open your eyes to something. Okay? All right. One of the things that we, you know, sort of the movie industry has sort of moved in different directions, and not always good, but there are some things that they did move towards, and that was, they sort of started bringing in this uh, view, this not view, uh, how can I put this, Uh, they began to show us things that we thought we knew, but what was actually going on? This brought a reality into some of the things. And the well-written movies are really good. I really like the... I don't like bad movies. I was going to use another word. But okay, let's just call them bad. Okay. <laughs> um, I like those things that actually sort of take a, 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 a perception that you might have and change it. In the right way. Not, not, you know, not bad things that we know are evil, but things that you know, we just think, wow, you know, we need to look, look at things in that way too. They might take a group of people that we just think, oh yeah, we know what they're like. Like the Jews, okay, that look down on sinners and tax collectors. They might take those people and then start giving us a little window into their life and into their world. And then you begin to see that, you know what, they're not horrible, they're not mean, they're not, you know, this, this, this thing that we think they are 24 hours a day. They've got children, they've got families, they've got, you know, they've got normal life. You know, and, and they're trying their best as well to do the best that they can, and so on and so forth. And so, you know, you suddenly start to look at them and see them as human beings rather than as things that you despise. If you know what I mean. I really got to stop in a minute. But I, I want you to catch a hold of this. And so, one of the things that, you know, that's now I'm going to take you to the other side, is not good, is that we sort of looked at this in that way, and we applied it to people that were doing things that were against God, and said, see, they're just like us. They're no different to us. They're just a little bit different in this way, and, you know, we shouldn't, uh, you know, hold that against them. We need to be careful that as much as we have gained insight into people on, in different ways, different cultures, nationalities, and so on and so forth, okay, that we don't cross certain lines in doing that to say that, oh, if this is okay, then that's okay. This was not okay over here because God said it, was, it wasn't okay. And so we needed to change over here. But then, you know, this is what the devil always does. You know, we ask for rain, and he causes it to storm. We want to wet the land, he wants to wash it all off. 
We really need to be careful that we don't get caught up in that. And so, as much as, you know, Jesus is letting us know, first of all, and let me just bring this in this way to you now. This is showing us something. This is showing us that we must not judge people, you know, um, based on, how can I put this, our preconceived ideas. If whatever judgments we make must be based on what the Word of God says, and, can I add, the rightly divided Word of God. Not what we think the Word says, and not what some narrow-minded preacher out there says the Word says, but what it actually says. Listen, okay, I'm making a point here. Because of the stupidity of the church, things went one way, and then they kept going that way. Because society in itself, inherently, because we were made in the image and the likeness of God, we knew there were some things that were just not right. Even, the, even though the church was saying, it's, you know, it's right, we were going, no, it's not right. You know, let's just take equality, for example. Just, just one example. The Bible says there's no Jew or you know, Greek, born nor free, male nor female. Okay, And so we inherently felt, there was an inherentness in that, that we thought, this is not right. I know that person. That is a female that is smarter than most of the males in this, you know, in this room. How come they don't get a say? Because, you know, what is the problem there? And so we knew that was an issue. We knew that was... And the church said, oh, bless God, you know, the the Bible says, and women shall not preach, so we're not going to let them out there. And they have no idea what it was actually saying. Had no idea. And so we made all these rules, and the world said, you know what, we're just separating ourselves from this. This is not right. And so this is where it began. So instead of us saying, yes, that is right, God Himself, you know, Jesus shouldn't have spoken to the woman at the well, that Samaritan woman. He shouldn't have. He broke all kinds of rules that they had to do that, but he didn't break anything that God actually said and believed. Do you understand? If we just saw that, it would have taken care of so many things straight away. But no, we don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to go into it because I'm over time now. The, The thing that I want to get across here is this. Had the church done its job right, and had we done this right, and had we seen everyone the way we should have, if we were no respecter of persons, whether male or female, bond or free, Greek or Jew, if we didn't care, if we did what the Bible said, and we did it right, then when they started to drift off into some other things, and I can't mention what those things are, you all know what I'm talking about, right? To other things, we would have said, no, this is right, that's not right. This is now going against what God has said, because of the wiring. Remember again, it's all about the wiring. God said, I made them in my image, in my likeness, so if they start doing things that are not the way I created and designed them, it's going to wreck things. That's all sin is. It's just you wrecking something. Yeah, but we're happy. Yeah, but you're wrecking something. You still don't know that that will lead to a problem. Are you all with me? Do you know why? Because there's something over it that you can't see that God is saying, stay away from it. Are you all here? Okay, so let me just say that. So I want to say all of that and put it all in context right now and say, listen... What Jesus is saying, and because some people take this stuff and say, see, we need to be you know, supportive of this thing over here, and it is against what God has said, and we can't do that. We need to be kind to them, we need to be loving towards them, and lovingly say, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I will always stand by you, I will always love you, I will always be there whenever you need me. Amen. Get it? That leaves the door open for them to come and talk to you if things go really bad. 
They're not looking at you as somebody that's religious and hates them because they did the wrong thing and now they realize maybe they've done the wrong thing and they can't go to you. Don't ever close those doors. Keep them open all the time. Amen? We're going to have to stop there. We'll come back and pick up on this in the next session. Take a break.